Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Blessed Feast of Pentecost, the crown of the feasts of the year. Because today is the culmination, the fulfillment of all the work that Christ our Lord has done through His incarnation. And finally, as we saw 10 days ago, He ascended to heaven and sat at the throne. And today, says He sent us the Paraclete, the Spirit of Truth, to be with us. And this is the same Holy Spirit who was breathed into the nostrils of Adam on the day he was created and departed from Adam after the fall. And he, or his dwelling in us, is the purpose of our life on earth. Our life on earth, its goal is to acquire the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. For when we are filled by the Holy Spirit, we can fulfill what St. Paul asks of us, say, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds. Being filled by the Holy Spirit is what transforms us into that which we were made to be, the image, in the image and the likeness of God. The Holy Spirit is God Himself, as we always glorify God, and He is known as Father and Son and Holy Spirit. We see throughout Scripture, as we say in the litany of the third hour, we said it today in the liturgy, when we talk to the Holy Spirit, we say, O Heavenly King, the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth who fills all, the treasury of good things. And actually throughout Scripture, if we would take our time and go throughout Scripture, we would see how truly it's as if the Holy Spirit is a treasure or a treasure chest that is filled with good things for us. We can categorize these things as the attributes of the Holy Spirit, the works of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Again, the attributes or the characteristics of the Holy Spirit, the work, so who He is, the attributes, who He is, the work of the Holy Spirit, what He does for us, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, what He gives to us, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the result of the first three being revealed in our lives. If we look and skip Scripture, there's many places that talk about the attributes of the Holy Spirit, but we'll talk about just one passage we find in Isaiah chapter 11. He says, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. He's speaking about our Lord Jesus Christ. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will rest upon our Lord Jesus Christ. What is the Spirit? What is He like? Says the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of God. So the Holy Spirit is, if Christ is the wisdom of the Father, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of wisdom. If Christ is the truth, 
The Holy Spirit is the one who gives understanding. If our Lord Jesus Christ, as we said, He's the Logos or the Wisdom, it's the Holy Spirit who brings us the counsel, the Spirit of counsel. As St. Paul says, that our Lord Jesus Christ is the power of the invisible God. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of might, the one who transfers that power to us, the Spirit of knowledge and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. These are some of the attributes of the Holy Spirit. We have a lot to say, so we're not going to go too deeply. Next, we have the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit in the church and in our lives is what our Lord Jesus Christ spoke about in the Gospel today. He says, it's to, my, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I don't go away, then I will not send you the Holy Spirit. But when I send you the Holy Spirit, the Helper, I will send Him to you. And when He has come, He will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, of judgment. And He will glorify Me. He will testify of Me. He will guide you to all truth. He will tell you of things to come. He will speak. He will glorify. And He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. He will convict. He will testify. He will guide. He will tell you. He will speak. He will glorify. He will give. The Holy Spirit is the one who works in the church, in all of the mysteries of the church. Not only in the mysteries of the church, but He is also the one who works outside the church to bring people into the church. He is the one who will testify. He will testify to you, the believers, so that you can testify to the unbelievers. He will convict the world of sin. He is the one who calls us to repentance. He is the one who convicts us of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. The one who tells us, stop sinning. The voice that you hear in your heart whenever we fall short of our calling. He is the one who convicts us. He is the one who calls us to repentance. So He is the one who calls us to faith by testifying. And He is the one who calls us to repentance by convicting us of sin and pushing us. This conviction is in two directions. One pulling us away from sin and one pushing us towards righteousness with the knowledge of judgment. And as He pushes us, so He testifies and He pushes us towards righteousness. And in that journey towards righteousness, He will guide you to all truth. He gives us the wisdom and the guidance to know in what direction we ought to move. What is the direction of discernment of wisdom of all truth? He will tell you of things to come. He will speak to us. Does the Holy Spirit speak to you? Does the Holy Spirit speak to me? I ask myself before I ask you. The question isn't whether or not He speaks. The question is whether or not I listen. A lot of times we ask that question, the famous question, how do I know what God wants? How do I know what God is saying to me? How do I know what God wants me to do? The Holy Spirit is speaking to us all the time. But the Holy Spirit speaks in a very calm voice, in a very subtle voice, that only those who are sensitive to His words are able to discern the words of the Holy Spirit. 
And this discernment comes after repentance and purification. That's why we see in the, uh, in the icon of the Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descends, unlike His descent on our Lord Jesus Christ as a dove, which symbolizes peace. He descends on the disciples, on the church rather, all of the church, St. Mary, the, the women, the disciples, the 120 that were gathered in the room. He descends on all of them as tongues of fire in order to purify them so that they can discern the guidance and the speech of the Holy Spirit. He will speak to us. He will speak to you when you're praying. He will speak to you when you're contemplating on the word of scripture. He will speak to you when you're pondering on the pathway to go. If you are pondering on this pathway in the fear of God, according to the attributes of the Holy Spirit, according to the way with a true faithful desire to actually know God. Unlike the, the we're going to get into the gifts, but some, the Holy Spirit gives gifts. And sometimes people change their intention. They start wanting these gifts for their own glorification. That was the problem in Corinth. They started wanting to speak in tongues just so they can show off, so they can boast in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If that's my motivation, pride and ego and boasting and vainglory, then I will never hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to me. But if I truly have a desire to follow in the footsteps of Christ, all the way to the cross, knowing that this is the path of self-denial, which leads to deification, glorification, sanctification, then I'll be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Finally, he says, he takes what is mine and gives it to you. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in the church. He takes what is Christ's and gives it to us. In the waters of baptism, he takes the pure nature of the incarnate Son of God and gives it to us. He takes the sonship that belongs to the only begotten Son and gives us the sonship to the Father. He takes the bread and the wine, He transforms them into the body of Christ, which belongs to Christ, and He gives us the body and the blood. He will take what belongs to Christ and give it to us. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in the church, taking what is Christ's and giving it to us. Beautiful analogy like of this. Um, actually, say, uh, Amba Yusuf had given us this analogy. Um, if you imagine, if you imagine a wedding feast or a wedding ceremony, and you want to understand your relationship to each one of the three persons of the Trinity, we the church are the bride in the wedding. We are the bride in the wedding. Christ our Savior is the bridegroom. So we are getting married to our Lord Jesus Christ. When we get married to our Lord Jesus Christ, we become children of the Father. So we receive the adoption. We become heirs to the Father. And who is the one who is officiating this wedding? The Holy Spirit. He is the one who is making it happen. Everything we receive is from the Father, through the Son, in the Holy Spirit. He will take what is mine and give it to you. When we start letting the Holy Spirit work in us, the works that we just spoke about, according to His characteristics, then He's able to produce in us or give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We see the gifts of the Holy Spirit in more than one place in Scripture, and there's a diversity of gifts. There's so many gifts, different gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. We read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he speaks about 
Some of the, the gifts says, for one, for to one is given the word of wisdom, the gift of speaking through the spirit. To another, the word, uh, to another, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom is being able to, to interpret scripture. Word of knowledge is being a wise person, able to give uh, wisdom. To another, faith, that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Those who have faith, like a mustard seed, can move mountains. A person who had the gift of faith was like, for example, like Simeon, the, the shoemaker, who, because of his faith, was able to move the mountain. To another, gifts of healing the, by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. Prophecy is bringing God's message and bringing it to the people. Exhortation, calling people to repentance. To another, discerning the spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit, all these things distributing to each one. That's in one place, talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Another place, in Romans chapter 12, which is even more applicable to us, he says, For as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ, individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry. Ministry means to serve. Any service that we do in the church, this is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Let us use it in our ministry. Let us focus on ministering if that's the gift that we have. If it's teaching, he who teaches, being able to explain and to make people understand, then teaching. He who exhorts sermons and exhortation, calling people to repentance, then focus on exhortation. He who gives. Some people, they don't have the gift of speaking, they don't have the gift of ministering, but they have the gift of giving. They're able to give. They have and God gave them and they give. Then with liberality. He who leads some people, the leading is, is this idea of, of administration, of being able to um, delegate tasks, leading. Then with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Some people, their gift is that they're touched by the heart when they see somebody suffering. Then that person will use that gift of mercy to, use, to, to offer mercy with cheerfulness. Behave like a Christian. Let love be without hypocrisy. These are gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we have the attributes of the Holy Spirit. We have the work of the Holy Spirit that He does in the church. We have the gifts of the Holy Spirit that He gives us. And if we get to know the Holy Spirit and allow Him to work through our repentance, through our coming to Him, through the life of the mysteries, then He gives us gifts. If we use the gifts faithfully, with humility, with love, with wisdom, with obedience, with the spirit of Christ, the mind of Christ, then we start to produce in us the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Where is the fruit of the Holy Spirit found? In Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And that closes the cycle. We produce more fruit, we start to testify for Christ in the world through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Because now I have love. People start to see the love in my face. People start to see the peace, the joy that I have. And then I start to testify. When I testify, I bring more people to the church. They come and they receive now the work of the Holy Spirit in baptism and in the mysteries. Then they start receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Then they start producing the fruit. And the cycle continues. Where am I? in this cycle. We're all somewhere in different aspects of our life 
in different parts of our work with the Holy Spirit. Let us repent and let us take this period. Tomorrow we start the fast of the apostles, also known as the fast of the Holy Spirit, of the work of the Holy Spirit in the church. The church is all of us. The church is not a building. The church is each one of each member individually. In this fast, we ought to call on God through our repentance to work in us, to call on the Holy Spirit. If I don't know what my gift is that's given to me from the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit, okay, help me discover the gift that you have for me so I can faithfully walk according to the vocation or the calling with which I was called. And if I know my gift and I want to help me open a door, as St. Paul says, that the Holy Spirit open a door for service in using the gift that I have been given. If I'm not repenting, let me repent so that the Holy Spirit can convict me of sin and of righteousness and ask God to work in me, to give me repentance, so that I can work with the gifts that I'm given, so that I can produce fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. To our God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.